0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Jesus once said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In today's program, we're going to ask, What is a pure heart? And how can any of us receive it? Please join us.
1: Are there moments in time where you are surprised by your own dark thoughts? Where you're baffled by petty, stinky attitudes toward people? Or your own mixed motives? You ever long in your heart for purity? You ever wonder, where could I get a pure heart? Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Lord, give us that kind of purity in our hearts. Help us this time together in your word to understand where this purity can come by your Holy Spirit. Give us your grace as a gift that we may be renewed in faith. Help us to trust your word as truth. Help us to trust the Lord Jesus in all days of life. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour. my soul.
1: This Reformation Sunday, where we focus in on God's Word alone, and God's grace freely offered to us through His Son Jesus alone, and our faith in God's promises and in the person of Jesus coming as our Savior. I read today from Matthew 5, beginning with verse 3. Jesus says, For they shall see God. Dear friends, grace, mercy, and peace are always for you. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Our world is such a broken, imperfect place, filled with temptation, corrupted by attitudes and behaviors of the cultures in which we live. How could any of us keep a pure heart? Yet that's exactly what Jesus says concisely, powerfully. He says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So my question is, how can any of us receive a pure heart? Advertisers hustle their products as pure, claiming pure pleasure, pure satisfaction. Animal breeders produce purebred Horses or pigs, dogs and cats. We desire pure silver or gold. We drink pure water. We want to wear clothing with pure fabrics like silk or cotton or wool because they're exquisite in their appearance and comfort and endurance. Pure, 100%, undiluted, uncompromised, unmixed. Hospitals around the world have infection control departments. They have processes of sterilization for their medical equipment because they need environments that are without germs. Pure environments so that the patients that are treated there may gain health. Purity is important. God seeks men and women with pure hearts. Hosea 6 6 says, I delight not in sacrifice, but in loyalty and obedience. And when Samuel the prophet came to Jesse's house to anoint the next king of Israel in 1 Samuel 16, he looked at the older sons and thought they were the ones. But the spirit said, man looks on the outer appearance, but God looks on the heart. How can I have a pure heart? Purity is, is being clean, free of contamination, free of immorality, especially sexual immorality, free from impurity, free from corruption, conforming absolutely to a standard of quality, flawless, faultless. It's hard to be pure with that kind of definition. You remember King David In Acts 13, he's described as a man after God's own heart. Yet he had great moral failure in his life. We especially remember sleeping with Bathsheba, who was Uriah's wife, and then when she was found pregnant, having Uriah murdered. And when he was confronted with his sin, David wrote powerfully words in Psalm 51. You desire truth in my inward parts. Purify me and then I'll be clean, O Lord. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David was far from perfect, but he was purely devoted to seek, serve, love, and honor God. Have you ever been in a restaurant where they served you an entree that was less than perfect? The proverbial fly in the soup. Well, sometimes I think we offer God a fly in the soup. We think, well, he understands I'm not perfect. The liturgy confession says we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. We also sin in attitudes and motives. We offer God a fly in the soup. Fred Wisloff, in his devotional book, Rest a While, says, Every human is by nature desiring honor. Who doesn't like to be well-spoken of? We dismiss kind words, proud of our own modesty. But in our hearts, we're really agreeing with the person who praised us, feeling it's well-deserved. To feed on the praise of others is the danger of making ourselves small. We can become the slaves of other people's approval. We desire honor and recognition of others in a way that might hinder or cripple our faith. Faith's one goal should be to honor Christ. The true believer has no ulterior motives, desires nothing for himself, but all for Christ. Where faith lives, the desire for honor dies. Purity of heart, then, is more than just the removal of dirt. It's also the way our minds and our hearts think and feel. It's more than like vacuuming our living room or washing our car. Who can help us? Ezekiel 36 verse 25 says this, God promises, I'll sprinkle clean water on you, you'll be clean. God has to wash our hearts. I'll cleanse you from all your filthiness, from all your idols. Moreover, I'll go even beyond that. I'll give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit within you. Ah, it's beautiful. It's the power of God that gives every believer a pure heart. It's a gift of Jesus himself. Pure gift. Not only is the pure heart not earned It's given to us in the face of our defiant rebellion and our immorality. The pure love of Jesus cleanses us. The blood of the pure Son of God gives us a pure heart. My response to Jesus then is, Jesus, I belong to you. When I was an undergraduate at Augustana College in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the campus pastor was the late Reverend Mark Gerstead. He tells a story of when he was in college at St. Olaf, and he fell madly in love with a young lady named Sandy. It was the spring semester of the year, and he was so wild about her that he proposed marriage, but she didn't give him an immediate verbal answer. They were waiting for the bus that would take Sandy to her home for the summer. She still hadn't responded. The bus pulled up. She placed a card in his hand, gave him a kiss, and boarded the bus. As the bus pulled away, Mark opened that card like a crazy man to read the words Sandy had penned, Yours with a will to love. That's how we respond to God's gift of Jesus to us, yours with a will to love. Soren Kierkegaard, the Danish theologian and writer, once said, Purity of heart is to will one thing. We must extract from our hearts all the elements contrary to the singular purpose of loving God. And the only way to have a pure heart is to have a heart cleansed by divine love. John MacArthur, the preacher of Grace to You Ministries, offers a perspective on purity that I find helpful. He says, first of all, a pure heart is an imputed purity. So when Paul writes in Philippians 3, not having a righteousness of my own, but that which is given to me through Jesus Christ, MacArthur is saying, that God imputes a purity to us. It's a conferred purity in Jesus' name. God looks at us through Christ's purity. Second, MacArthur says, it's a regenerational purity. The Holy Spirit working within us gives a new birth to our soul. And in the new life of the Holy Spirit of Jesus within, our desires Change. We have holy aspirations, holy longings. Now we have a love for the Word of God. We have a spontaneous love of worship for God, a love of gathering in fellowship with other Christians in the body of Christ, a joy in serving God in daily life, and a hope of the glory of heaven and seeing Christ's face. In glory, some day. Third, MacArthur says, God gives us a practical purity. This is the conscious purging, cleansing ourselves from filthiness and fleshly desires. It's like in AA when they say we should do a fearless moral inventory. We need to honestly look at our lives in light of the Word of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and ask ourselves, what needs to be cleaned out? What patterns of behavior need to stop? What attitudes are not appropriate to one who wants his life to reflect the love of Jesus Christ? You remember when we were in Sunday school, the children's song Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Or, oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's similar to what Paul writes in Philippians 4 when he says, whatever's good or excellent, beautiful or pure, Think on these things, and God's peace will be with you. So what are the signs of a pure heart? The first would be a sincere integrity of faith that is authentically lived. In the Old Testament, the story in the book of Daniel of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego speaks of that kind of integrity of faith. When King Nebuchadnezzar demanded that they bow down to the golden image statue that he had set up, they knew that that would be wrong and unfaithful to Yahweh. So they declined. They stood bold and tall when everyone else fell down as the music played. King Nebuchadnezzar was informed of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and He called them to him, and he said with anger, I'll give you another chance. When the music plays, you better bow down. Otherwise, I'll throw you in the fiery furnace. Here's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to King Nebuchadnezzar. O king, we do not need to deliberate. We will not bow down to your image. Our God is able to deliver us, from the fiery furnace. But even if he does not deliver us and we die, we will not bow down to your image. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego already had a preeminent loyalty of their pure hearts, where they trusted Yahweh above all else. The second aspect of sign of a pure heart is a continued hunger for our hearts to be purged, a longing to be holy gods. We participate in a continual confession to God of the areas of our life where we're aware of the need for the Spirit to purify, and we surrender those areas of our life to the Spirit's work. The third sign of a pure heart is a hatred of sin. Sin. Our hearts are broken and contrite before a holy God whom we love with gratitude. And so we repent of our sin. We loathe those behavior patterns, those words spoken, those wrong attitudes that hurt God, diminish our vibrancy of faith, and hurt the people around us. We hate sin. That's why the scripture says, flee immorality. But the fourth is a passion for God's mission. We are excited and committed to invite other people to experience Jesus' grace with us. The fifth sign of a pure heart is living with a heart full of awe, a conscious awareness that we live in the presence of the Holy that we every day worship God and we see God at work in life realities. King David recognized that the only good in him was God in him, and all great godly leaders are people willing to step aside from their own ego building and self-confidence and humble themselves before Almighty God. I'm told that President Theodore Roosevelt often went outdoors at night, looked up into the vastness of the universe, simply to remind himself of his humanity compared to the vastness of the universe. Well, that's good counsel for us as believers of Christ. We look into the glory of creation, but we look into the glory of of Jesus Christ crucified for us on the cross and raised from the dead, and we realize God's gift to us in a pure heart. In response, we devote ourselves in loyalty and commitment to Christ. Lou Holtz once said, the Japanese kamikaze pilot who flew 10 missions was involved but never committed. Do you have a pure heart in faith? Are you totally devoted to Jesus, not only grateful for forgiveness, but also loyal to him alone? How can I have a pure heart? It is a gift that God gives to us, and we gladly receive it in faith. We trust that the Spirit of Jesus purifies and cleanses our heart. And we are pure. But then we join David in his words. They become the prayer words of our soul. O God, purify me and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I give you my heart. Amen.
3: There is a savior. What joys express his eyes are mercy, his word is rest for each to my. A memory that binds you. Is there some pain that you've carried far too long? Then strengthen your heart with His good. forgiven you, there is a Savior, what joys express! Yesterday There is A Savior Who lights our way There is a I did.
1: let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the Savior of our soul. We thank you, Jesus, again for going to the cross to die in our place, that we might know and believe that we are forgiven, that your grace is greater than all our imperfections, all our brokenness. Give to us again this day pure hearts not only pure because you have washed us clean in your love, but also pure in our devoted loyalty to serve you and honor you above all else in our lives. Our hearts do truly belong to you. We give you all the praise and honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Hear this blessing now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and
0: the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has helped you devote yourself to loyalty and commitment to Christ. A number of devoted Christian Crusaders listeners have chosen to include this ministry in their estate planning. In this way, these donors leave a legacy of faith in Christ that extends far beyond their time on earth. To learn more about including Christian Crusaders in your estate planning, call us at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. Christian Crusaders now broadcast over 30 radio stations in 12 states. Cattell, Kenya, Shortwave in Europe, on satellite radio, and on the Internet, where you can find additional resources and past sermons. Visit us anytime online at ChristianCrusaders.org. That's ChristianCrusaders, all one word.org. We're pleased you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was our associate speaker, the Rev. Lee Lavig, Senior Pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa. Christian Crusaders is privileged to have been broadcasting biblical truth continuously since 1936.